Welcome to Unique Visitors, conversations about digital marketing. I'm your host, Mike Kurtz. Let's get to it. On the podcast today is Nathan David, founder and lead consultant for Meta Impact, a digital transformation consultancy in Cleveland, Ohio. Nathan is an expert in consumer acquisition marketing and data analytics, and he has a background in digital marketing and analytics in the healthcare industry. So Nathan, thanks for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me. So does your company specialize in marketing for healthcare? Yep. So my consultancy, um, I created after working at Cleveland Clinic for three and a half years. And I took the knowledge that I had from working at agencies previous to Cleveland Clinic. Uh, mm-hmm. Those agencies were digital marketing and analytics agencies. Uh, and then the knowledge of healthcare from working at Cleveland Clinic. And that's how I got that niche focus for my consultancy being healthcare, digital marketing, and analytics. And I think when you're trying to market a company, you know, it's it's easier to kind of zero in on a niche audience. Um, uh, so is that is that your thinking, or is that part of it, or or is there are there differences in the way healthcare um, companies approach digital marketing? What I found from being within the industry is if a company like a consultancy or a vendor doesn't cater specifically to healthcare, it's hard for them to get a foothold in healthcare and with healthcare organizations because there's so many caveats, especially around data and privacy. So mm-hmm. with HIPAA, there's just a lot of rules that you need to follow and healthcare systems and organizations aren't trusting of organizations that don't understand those rules and policies intimately. Mm-hmm. So when you're consulting with a company, where do you start? What's your approach? So the number one thing for me, whenever I'm consulting, whether it's an ongoing consultation or a project-based consultation, is to understand the objectives of the organization. Everything Mm -hmm. can trickle down from those specific objectives of the organization as a whole or of the project specifically. Um, What I find sometimes is if you don't start off by level setting, what are the objectives for this initiative, then you start going in circles and you can't make effective decisions. So for example, if I'm working with a organization and their underlying objective is to increase awareness, I understand what sort of levers we can pull from a digital marketing perspective that increase awareness which is different than an organization looking to increase acquisition or revenue. So what kind of things do you do for for them to help them? So specifically, I focus on first analytics. So I download and dive into the analytics that they have available. Within healthcare specifically, it's interesting because there's a lot of silos with the analytics available to organizations. I'm sure. So they'll have digital marketing analytics, and that looks like your Google Analytics, uh, your Facebook Analytics, your YouTube Analytics, just the traditional analytics platforms that you would interface with in any industry. The disconnect comes with the transactional analytics, So unlike an e-commerce store 
where it's pretty easy to pass through revenue from sales on your website to Google Analytics, that connection doesn't happen very easily within healthcare. You have uh, online maybe inquiry or awareness of a specific organization, but then you have the offline transaction of them coming into a facility or a building and having an appointment. So a lot of the work I do with analytics up front is how do we connect this online data and investigate the online data and extract insights, but then ultimately connect it to the offline data of people walking into doctor's offices. And so the ultimate goal is to have a complete story of the consumer experience from the internet all the way into the physical experience with that provider. And I would think, you know, any, any place where that conversion happens offline, uh, it becomes difficult to then, you know, track that to what's happening online. Uh, but probably even more so in healthcare, right? Because, because of the HIPAA, uh, regulations. Yeah. What really complicates it is according to HIPAA regulations, you're not allowed to indicate and share somebody's personally identifiable information and pair it with their health information. Mm -hmm. So if I'm a patient at my local hospital, that hospital can't disseminate information about me, so my, my name, or maybe it's just my IP address, and then also the specific condition that I'm receiving treatment for. So let's say I had diabetes, they can't share that information. So then when, from an analytics perspective, you're trying to pair this person to their actual experiences in treatments within the organization, it becomes very difficult because you have to make sure that you're working with providers that keep that data confidential and you can't use some of the resources that other marketers would use if they're working with, uh, within an industry with less security. What do you find? What are they typically, what are their key performance indicators? Um, you know, when it comes to, uh, for example, their website, you know, what are they, what are they trying to do? What are they, what are their goals? So the most successful hospitals, so I'm just going to narrow healthcare into just hospitals specifically right now, because healthcare as a whole can get rather complex, but for hospital systems, the main KPIs that drive lots of results and revenue for the organizations are lead generation captures. So any sort of requests on the website for appointments, uh, calls from the website for appointments, chats on the website for appointments, and then a little higher up the funnel, it would be requests for information like Again, back to the diabetes example, I have diabetes. I'm not ready to go to this hospital for an appointment, but I want to request information and their expertise about diabetes. So maybe I request a risk assessment or I request an ebook on diabetes and managing my diabetes. Are you involved with their advertising campaigns and what they do in, in terms of the digital side, uh, digital advertising? Yes. Yeah, so once you have that foundation of understanding their analytics, 
uh, having that full picture from someone finding the website to them requesting an appointment to them actually showing up, um, you can really effectively do what I call integrated marketing campaigns where you use all the different levers available to you, whether it be SEO, paid search, display, social, and drive people to these experiences on the website to either have them convert by requesting an appointment or convert by requesting information and um, collect some information from them so you can then tie them to that in-person experience when they come in the door. So uh, I like to market my services as more than just one channel. So I don't offer SEO services, I offer integrated marketing services because at some points in time, SEO might be the right channel for you, but at other points in time, maybe paid search makes the most sense to drive the results that you're looking for. And how does a company or how does a healthcare organization decide what is appropriate for them at that time? What I like to do is run pilots. Each organization is different. Each customer base is different. And so I'll start an engagement, get the analytics all set and ready to go. So we're collecting all the data we need and then recommend a series of pilots. And so when I say pilot, I just mean trial uh, channels for a month, two months so that you can collect data and see how they perform. Hmm. So start with pilots across all the major channels. Uh, So SEO paid search, paid social, social, as well as email, potentially display, and then get the results from those pilots and make decisions based off the results. So rather than assuming that because paid search worked in this scenario for this organization, um, I always recommend running pilots so that we can just look at the data for that organization, for their consumers, and then make decisions off of their own data. How long does that typically take to start seeing results and, and making decisions? It's nice when you have enough investment and traffic to run pilots for a month and have enough data to actually make informed decisions. Sometimes it takes longer than that if you have smaller budgets or smaller demand in this specific market. Uh, What I would recommend is doing some research into uh, statistical significance and just making sure that you're getting a large enough sample size that your analysis is statistically significant. So that's going to vary based on, you know, the size of the population, but rule of thumb, at least run for a month. If you're running something for a week, you're really not going to be able to collect enough data. And then one caveat is SEO, for example, is something that if you make an action to optimize SEO today, that's not going to actually have an impact until maybe two, three months down the road. Mm. So, so that would be an exception to that rule as well. Gotcha. So we're recording this in mid-May of 2020, and we really don't have a clear picture of what the business world might look like after we get through this crisis. But what are your thoughts right now about how this is affecting marketing now and what the future might look like? So, On top of doing consulting, I also do some adjunct teaching 
at Cleveland State University. And one of the major things that I try to instill and teach to my students is adaptability. And I think the number one thing that marketers need to be able to do is to adapt to the changing environment. Yes, COVID-19 is a very unique situation, but marketing as a profession with even without the disease is changing so rapidly that you need to be able to change your skills and evolve quickly. And so that's what I try to really instill in anybody that I'm working with and trying to grow into marketing professionals is how do you prepare yourself not just to master the skill, but how do you cultivate you know, a desire and passion to continually learn over and over again and explore things as they emerge and um, become you know, new standards within marketing. And this is such a fast-changing field. How do you stay up to date on the industry? Is there any resources that you recommend? Yeah, I think the best things that I've found is to closely watch what leaders are doing in terms of marketing technology leaders. And so that has helped guide a lot of my efforts in the tools that I become familiar with and the trainings that I pursue. And so an example of that would be Google. And if you look at Google's marketing platform, that's a great place to refer to and refer back to to see what they're doing and what products they're including and growing in their marketing platform. So Mm -hmm. the Google marketing platform is basically a collection of tools that enable a marketer to do their job effectively in the digital age. And um, they've recently, you know, bundled them all together and focused more on um, newer emerging items like mobile analytics. And so I keep an eye on what Google's doing with their marketing platform to inform where I need to be spending time researching and exploring. Great. So what about, uh, do you have one tip that's kind of your best tip for digital marketing professionals? I would say don't be afraid of data. The person who understands data and analytics is going to lead conversations and be the one that everybody turns to in the room. So that, I would say, is the number one way to differentiate yourself from anybody else in the marketing industry. And there's a lot of data available in a lot of different places and and certainly through the Google Suite. um, Any thoughts on... How do you figure all that out? How, what's the best way of t- uh, trying to develop an understanding of that? So I started in digital marketing through an internship uh, between my junior and senior year of college. And what I found more helpful than anything wasn't the classes or the trainings that I was taking or the internship itself. It was exploring things on my own. So I built my own website on WordPress and I installed Google Analytics, and then I tried to market it through Facebook, and I tried to create an email newsletter. And by doing that, I had the freedom to fail and you know, mess things up, 
but also I was solely accountable and responsible. So I learned so much through that process. So I would say the number one way to really get familiar and comfortable would be just to expose yourself and do it in a way that's low risk. It's not you know, for your company. It's just for a personal website and um, provides you with tons of freedom on how you actually go about and investigate, investigate the data. That's a great tip. Okay. Any last thoughts before we wrap this up? No, I'm just uh, thinking of everyone, hoping everybody's staying healthy and optimistic through these times. Uh, I'm doing everything I can to do the same on my end as well. Great. And if people want to find you and your company, where can they find you? So the best place to go would be uh, metaimpact.com, M-E-T-A-I-M-P-A-C-T.com. And um, from there, you can go to my personal social profiles as well. Great. All right. Thank you very much for taking the time to talk with me. Yep. No problem. It was my pleasure. And thank you for listening to the Unique Visitor Podcast. Let me know if you have any feedback. You can find me on Twitter at Mike Kurtz. See you next time.